Hello, everyone. This is Pastor George Pearsons. Welcome to this very special edition of the Believer's Voice of Victory, Faith for Our Nation. In just a few days from now, we have the opportunity to go to the polls and to vote in this most important election. So many people look at a midterm election as just a throwaway. And we're talking about on these broadcasts how significant it is. As a matter of fact, when I, when I talked to Brother Copeland about us doing these broadcasts and preparing for the election, I said, you know, Brother Copeland, the, the uh, midterm election is almost as important as the presidential election. And he looked at me with those eyes and he said, no, it's more important than the presidential election. I said, yes, sir. And so that's why we're here. And even now, as these broadcasts are being aired, you have the opportunity to early vote. And we have information that we're going to be giving to you about what's available on our websites to be able to be educated. But watch these broadcasts because we have with us on the broadcast, first of all, my co-host. This is my wife, Pastor Terry Copeland Pearsons. Nice to be with you, Pastor George. Nice to have you on the broadcast. And, and then also Buddy Pilgrim, who many of you have seen uh, on the Faith for Our Nation broadcast that we've done uh, these last few months. And the Liberty Line broadcast. And the Liberty Line broadcast as well. Buddy has a tremendous background in, in the corporate world as well as ministry and in the political realm. Yes. And then, of course, we have our special guest, Paula White-Kane. And Paula, we're Good so on. grateful, so thankful that you're here. The Lord sent you to us for these broadcasts. Thank you. And we're so glad the, the position that you hold, not only in ministry and the television broadcast and, and speaking in all of the places that you do, pastor of a great church, but your involvement in the White House is stunning, absolutely stunning. Thank you so much, Pastor. It's amazing. As I've said before, I always said, I'll never do politics, but I do God. <laughs> and and yeah. God uh, put an assignment before me 18 years ago, and it led to this position. And I saw when I was 18 years old, the Lord said, you'll see nations shaken. And to see all the issues that we're working on, not just within America, mm -hmm. but 75% of Christians around the world are persecuted. And to see the religious liberties and the freedoms and how impactful all of this is. I mean, you just said at the midterms, and I used myself because I, I kind of went, okay, politics, you know, sure. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. would go do my dutiful responsibility. But I really have uh, become educated and learned and more astute with things. And I didn't recognize, first off, how powerful our voice is and our vote yeah. is and how important it is to be educated. And I saw one show one time. They said, do you know who your local Congress is or senators? And most people walking down the street didn't. Well, the bigger question is, do we know what they do? Because I think, you know, I went in and half the time I know the big names on the ballot. Yeah. But then I just go, well, A, B, C, you know, kind of one, two, three. Yeah. Now, yeah. not anymore. Yeah. Because I feel such conviction by the Lord. If we put ungodly, um, unholy, unrighteous rulers in positions, there's tremendous consequence for us. Yeah. Tremendous yeah. on how we live our everyday life. And that's why it's so important. So we sit sometimes and complain, well, why isn't this happening? Or why can't I do this? Or why isn't that happening? Well, we, we have the ability to make that difference. Absolutely. All the way down the ballot. All that's the what way you're down. Talking about. And it matters so much that we vote all the way down the ballot. Just right. not 
not at the top. Right. Now, this time around, probably the top race in most elections is going to be your state's, your, your senator from your state, not right. a state senator, but your senator from your state. Mm -hmm. Then below the senator, it'll be the House of Representatives. You may have a governor that's running that might be the top race in your state. But all the way down the ballot, all the way down to local elections, school right. boards, every one of those state things matter. State legislators, state senators, important. state house members, every one of those matter. And your vote really matters. And one of the things I want to be sure and mention quickly is DVR this and DVR the broadcast all the rest of this week and next week. And Pastor Terry, you had a really good idea too. Invite yes. some of your church members over and have a church home group and watch these broadcasts so that you can discuss what we're talking about here because you have the ability to change the course of this nation or I should say to affirm the course that we're currently right. on yep. That's true. and That's make right. sure that it That's continues right. because Christians, evangelical Christians, are the largest bloating voting block. That's easy for me to say. <laughs> voting block out there. I don't ever like dividing people by race, white versus black, rich versus poor, worker versus, versus employer. The only identity group that really matters is our identity in Christ. Amen. And your identity in Christ, and this book right here, will tell you how to vote. And when you need to, vo you need to vote all the way down the ballot, according to this book yeah. right here, and it'll affirm the course of this nation. You just said something so important, and I think it's really vital for people to understand the House, to understand their senators, but down to our local. Yes. So we have a wonderful woman that has been on our school board. We're in 29 schools that we're able to go in. We are, we minister. We build out the right. lobbies for there. In we can church. pray in our church. Yeah. Yeah. We pray before yeah. the football games. But if we had the wrong person in there, you wouldn't be able to pray sure. on yeah. that football field. Yeah. I've seen uh, court cases and legislation that's gone all the way up, that, yeah. that people have, uh, you know, not been able to hold prayer rallies at, at school or et cetera. And, and, and we should have our freedom. And a lot Absolutely. of that depends on, you know, we're able to go in, work with the boys and girls clubs, work with people because w those local officials make a huge difference. Now, Absolutely. where Washington is concerned, the, the difference that it makes with the House and the Senate and how important it is that, that we do not lose either. We were there. Terry and I were in New York when mm -hmm. Mr. Trump spoke. And I heard things that I've never heard a politician say. And where we are right now, the muzzle is off. Yeah. The, the religious freedom is there yes. that we have. And now we are on a course for victory where the church is concerned. We can't ignore these midterm elections because it really is going to make the difference in the House and the Senate and which way this thing is going to go. So let's talk the importance of that, and I know Buddy can explain this probably much better than myself, but we said, I used a term like e the president signed an EO, that's an executive order. Mm -hmm. That means as long as he's in office, right. so is that executive order. Yeah. But the moment he leaves office, which we pray he'll be in you know, six more years that we can get as much done, but what do we want done? We want things pushed through legislation. We want things pushed into law. So when we start talking about issues with immigration, the reason he puts it back on Congress. That's right. Because it's really Congress's job. It's really, the, the, that's where things get changed from a legislation. So he can sign an EO 
But at the end of the day, it's what happens over at the House. It's yeah, anything that a president does through executive orders can be undone by the very next president. Exactly, exactly. what you're saying. He's undone many of the very harmful executive orders that President Obama put in place. He's put in some others that will be helpful, but those won't be permanent. The changes in particular that you're talking about, like, for example, the Johnson Amendment that we discussed Correct. briefly on yesterday's broadcast. The Johnson Amendment was, an, it, and it's called the Johnson Amendment, not because it's an amendment to the Constitution, yeah. but it was an amendment to a bill that was going through Congress in, in the 1950s, and Senator Johnson, who later became president, tacked this this amendment on there to muzzle the mouth of people in ministry because he was about to get defeated in his Senate race mm -hmm. in the state of Texas, and he didn't because, want those preachers. Because of preachers. He didn't want those preachers. Preaching against against Baptist preacher preacher That's was, exactly it? right. It's a Baptist <laughs> preacher speaking up. So he went to Congress, and he said, let's, let's tack this on there. It just sailed through with the bill, and it's, ne it's never been tested constitutionally. In fact, if it ever went to the Supreme Court, I'm convinced it would fail, mm -hmm. and that's why it's never been to the Supreme Court because the liberals don't want to challenge it there. No. But it is a source of intimidation. It intimidates pastors to be quiet and not stand up. And, and President Trump has instructed the IRS not to enforce right. that against people because he knows it's unconstitutional. But we need the House of Representatives to pass a bill, and we need the Senate to pass that bill and put it on the president's desk so that he'll sign it. It's, it's vital because perception does become more powerful than reality sometimes. Yes. So the perception was we didn't say anything, just live our nice Christian life inside the four walls of our church and don't be involved. But we don't just have a church life. We have a life that That's encompasses wonderful. everything. And that life encompasses how are my children raised? What do they learn at school? How are, what, what are, you know, it involves absolutely everything. We're working on things right now that we'll, we'll get into, but when you look at, like, when he pulled out of the Paris Accord uh, Agreement and people are like, why, and over the climate and everything else, we're the cleanest nation. And so when you begin to understand this is going to impact a, a, um, a single mom or a person's electricity yes. bill down to $150 less with energy and with different things. So it affects us on every single level. He's not just making these, you know, erratic decisions and d different things. And you're Everything. there. You're in the White House. You, you get to be with them. You've had a relationship with that family for 18 years. And the thing that I think about where you're concerned is the fact that there's so much of this smokescreen that's going on out there about what's being said about him in this crazy White House. And, and people have an impression of him. You're in there. You talk to him. Is he crazy? Not at all. He is He's one of the best listeners you'll ever know. I mean, he is, um, I always say, like, he's five steps ahead of everything. Yeah. He is extremely intelligent. He's very, in fact, when they said, oh, the White House is losing it. It's chaotic. It's going, you know, it's erratic, all this other stuff. I was talking to him. They were all jovial, and they bonded greater than ever. It's like the more the outside attack, Mm -hmm. What it does, it's just like a Romans eight twenty eight moment. What the enemy means for bad, God turns Amen. for the good well, I, I to those who really are the I sense that it's really important that our audience know this because I, I feel like there are people mm -hmm. out there who, who do see that news, believe it, and are, are really grabbing onto that, and you're there. 
Pastor, if I could tell you from the time of the campaign, you know, I'm sitting here, we would go, I was on the very first trip when John, my husband, and I flew up with Jared and Ivanka and Melania and, and President Trump, and we went up to Liberty, and I mean, from the very beginning, you know, and I mean, that's, Hope was there, and Corey, and we're up there, and I'm watching from the very beginning. If I was not sitting there myself, yeah. then I'd look up on TV and I'd think, Am I in the same place? I mean, even at the rallies, I started going before anything went. I went, these, they're hiring people. Yeah. You know, these people are hired to be disruptors because I'd watch yes. somebody disrupt and they'd laugh about it and go like, yeah. ha, 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 we did it, huh? And I'm going, this is insane. And then they would, what they would never show, like I'd be in a rally and I'll never forget this one rally. This disruptor came in and disrupted and then it does cause other people. It's kind of like if it, that people would troll your Facebook. Mm -hmm. Well, they put, you know, 20,000 or whatever. I'm just picking a number. Then real people jump on board yeah. and yeah. start doing it. Yeah. But I will never forget, this lady had passed out. And she was had been there for a long time. And then Mr. Trump, or candidate Trump, mm -hmm. um, waited. And he went down and he's like, Said and he, he told me he said go pray over her. I, re I remember. And he yes. said go yes. pray over yeah. her. Yeah. And he waited like an hour and a half. Nobody reported him stopping the rally, waiting an hour and a half, making sure she was well, getting water, getting the paramedics, getting her help, getting everything. They just I'm like all the things he would do. He'd stop. He's so attentive. If he'd talk to a child, I mean, he sits there. I still watch him at the rallies. I mean, <laughs> sitting there and going down and talking to what I call everyday people. You know, people talking to him, looking them in the eyes, shaking their hands, signing things. He is your person that loves people. And they never report that. No. It's like, and the, the things that have been so just off, the just depicts, the things I've seen that have been out, I mean, straight out lies, not just <laughs> erroneous, just straight out lies. So it's, it's insane. I, I say every day, you know, pray just because, you know, honestly, I watch a man that comes out and fights for righteousness. I watch um, Vice President Pence hold Bible study. I watch so much prayer going on. Nine cabinet members yeah, out of Bible the studies in the White House, right? In, in Bible study in the White yeah. House. Yeah. I watch on and on. This is like we, when one time we were in the Oval Office and we were all praying over the president, and the picture went viral. What's happening? Like it was something yeah. in, like yeah. like it was so spooky and crazy. We're yeah. praying. This is what we do. He asked yeah. for prayer. Yes. Every time we when we had the urban pastors up recently, you know, there wasn't an agenda. I was in the back giving him a briefing of who was who and et cetera and where what was going on and what the agenda. On that briefing there was not ask for prayer, start with prayer and close prayer. That was him. Yep. That was our president. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I can continue People to People need to know that, though. That's important for them to know. And the fact that you're embedded in there and you're seeing it up close. Uh, and the things that he's trying to do we, f for the church yeah. and for the country, we don't want to see that torn apart by a, a House or a Senate that is, is no longer in control. So it's vital. It's so vital. This midterm, I'm telling you, I'd say it again. I beseech you, like I'm calling you, yeah. please. Um, I mean, do early voting. Get out November yeah. 6th. Get educated. It's not difficult. Look, what does the Republican mm -hmm. Party stand for? What does the Democrat Party stand for? What does that candidate stand for? What are their beliefs? What are their values? And then just hold up this book.
Yeah. You're right. And, and I'm glad you said that because, frankly, party does matter. For so long in the church, and we've been intimidated by this Johnson Amendment, but for so long in the church I've heard comments like, you know, we want to vote the man or the woman. We don't want to vote the party. Parties don't matter. But let me tell you why parties do matter. Even if you were to say, I've got a, I've got a Democrat out here who's a candidate who I think is a pretty good candidate. Maybe I don't know that much about the Republican candidate. or I've got questions about them. So here, here's the point that I want you to remember. Anytime you vote for a Democrat candidate, even if you think that that person is generally a pretty good person, that person is going to support, if it's in the House, Nancy Pelosi or someone even more liberal than Nancy Pelosi because she's being challenged yes, from is. the left now as not oh, yeah. being liberal enough. Yeah, yeah. It's going to support Nancy Pelosi or some other liberal as the majority leader in the House, and it's going to support Chuck Schumer as the Speaker as the uh, speaker in the Senate. Not the Speaker in the Senate, but the Senate Majority Leader. Can I say something? Those two, just, people, the, yeah, the, just, those two people are going to control the agenda in those two houses of Congress. The pressure that gets on them, no matter what they think going in, a Democrat might have good things that you appreciate, yeah. but when they get there, the Pelosi or others, pressure is phenomenal. Well, the, because Pelosi and Schumer control the committees. And the committees, as you know, are how bills, legislation gets moved through the Congress. So if you've got a liberal that's controlling the committees, they're going to say, well, gee, Paula, we're glad you got elected. But you know what? If you don't support what we're, what we're for at the top of our that's party, right. you're not going to get on an important committee. You're certainly not going to head a committee. You're not going to be in any position to influence what goes on here. You're going to just be up here collecting a paycheck. And you're going to empower me because you're going to have to vote for me as speaker. You're going to have to vote for me as Senate Majority Leader. And those are the ones who actually control what's going on. And I was going to say, okay, we all like to say, well, everybody just does good and does what's right. Um, the next step behind that is called lobbyist. There's a oh. lot of money and not always coming from good places that aren't always supporting what we would consider as Christians good things that are moving those agendas that he's talking about. And so there's a lot of money that moves people um, we can talk about this. There were some things that happened in the last administration mm -hmm. that are very not in alignment with what the Word of God said. Yeah. And when pastors tried to go and have a voice, they didn't have a voice. But there were other people that received money to speak um, and say, well, the Bible says, and it is not what the Bible says at all. Yeah. And so we have to understand how all of that trickles down and what, what plays into everything, because you'd like to think, well, everybody at the top just does what's yeah. good. Um, everyone has a base. Right now, our president has a base. Yes. And his base is very strong in the evangelical community. Mm -hmm. And our voice is very powerful. Well, just and recently, he invited the, uh, an evangelical, the evangelical group to the White House. A a celebration, yes, first celebration. ever, of 115 evangelicals, top evangelicals in this um, in the in the nation. That's what it was called: a celebration of evangelical leadership, yeah. not faith yeah. leadership, because faith yeah. leadership can be Buddhists and be Hindus everyone. and Muslims right. and Christians and Jews. It was a celebration of evangelical leadership. So, Terry, we've got we've got five minutes left. I want to give you the opportunity to share what you've got there, and let's pray. Continue to pray over this. Well, it won't take very long. Uh, Paul and I were actually talking about this bef before we began today, but I was thinking about the importance. And Paul addressed Elamus, who was a very wicked man trying to influence a, a high-ranking government official, huh. and he carried with him a spirit. 
And, and Paul, this is what Paul said to him. Paul, filled with and controlled by the Spirit, looked at Elamus and said, You master in every form of deception, mm. recklessness, unscrupulousness, wickedness, you son of the devil, you enemy of everything that is upright and good. One of the things that the New Testament declares is so wicked and the Old Testament as well is when you call something wicked to be good. When you call good to be wicked. And that is permeating the culture. and, And this is one of the things that that the uh, liberal and leftist mindset is, is trying to portray things that the scripture clearly defines as wrong and to portray those as good and your freedom and your right. And then on the other hand, declaring things that the Bible says is wicked, declaring them to be good. And people are confused. This is the deconfuser. Yes. They, they frame yeah. the language, and then sadly, we adopt the, the words that they use to, or I say they frame the argument, and we adopt the language they use to frame the argument. The best example, the most heinous example, is calling abortion women's health care. Because yeah. as you know, there's nothing healthy or caring no. about killing a child before it's born. That's right. And that's what abortion is. It is, I don't even like to say a preborn child, uh, uh, an unborn child. I like to call it a child before it's born. Absolutely. Be that distinct yes. because it is a child. Absolutely. And, and it is not healthy or caring or a choice or, or an act of privacy or anything else. You know, while you're doing that and buddy talking about it, I was just pulling up some of my things that since he's taken on office. He sent me uh, a note here and it says um, some of the things that he'd done, cut off Title X funding for health care that for- performs and supports oh, say abortions. That again. Say that again. He cut off Title X funding for health care that por- performs and supports abortions. Ended Obama's ban on states defunding abortion providers. Stopped taxpayer dollars from covering abortion and Obamacare plans. Stop taxpayer money from paying for abortions overseas. I mean, we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. Signed an EO to protect free speech and rights of religious. Um, I mean, goes into religious things. But here we go. Within a week of taking office, President Trump reinstated and expanded the Mexico City policy, which protects $9 billion in foreign aid that was used to fund global abortion industry. $9 billion, billion dollars in abortion aid. In abortion aid. That's- and within one week, cut it off. I mean, I can go on. There's so much here that we did. President Trump cut off taxpayer funding for the U.N. Population Fund. He signed the H.J. Resolution 43 into law, overturning a midnight regulation by the Obama administration, which prohibited states from defunding certain abortion facilities in their federally funding family planning programs. I mean, I've got some. This is big to me. It should be big to all of us. I mean, we either you believe the word or not. President Trump expressed strong support for the pain-capable unborn Child mm. Protection Act, which would have stopped late-term abortions yeah. after 20 weeks of pregnancy, the point at which science tells us that an unborn child can experience pain. President Trump's administration issued guidance to enforce the requirement that taxpayer dollars not support abortion coverage. I mean, it just goes on and on. He was the first uh, president ever to address the March for Life rally via satellite. Yes. I mean, Vice and President Pence so went on and he was at the March for Life. We're going to pick this up tomorrow, but so in the much. seconds that we have left, let me give let me give a very simple illustration here where abortion is concerned and voting. People wonder, who do I vote for? Here, 
is the Republican platform. Here is the Democratic platform. Here is the Word of God. Amen. Where do you stand? And we have, they want abortion. Pro-abortion. Pro-abortion, anti-abortion. Yes. And it's very clear. And Brother Copeland said this back in 1998. He said, tell my people wherever you go, those who vote for politicians knowing their immoral policies and platforms and illegal acts had better repent. They are partners with those politicians and will be responsible for every baby's death. You've taken the devil's part by not voting at all. We'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.